The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And it's a great day. Great news today from the justice system, believe it or not. I will get to that here in just a couple minutes. We have a societal pushback, if you will, against communism. We're starting to see little glimpses of it here and there. We will talk about that. We have asked Dr. Jesse questions on everything from why are they banning Sudafed to rage against the machine to when I became an anti-communist to food and history and so much more. It is going to be the best Jesse Kelly show ever, if I say so myself. I want to begin with good news, though. There's enough bad news out. There's enough other things we're going to get to. I want to begin with good news. The good news, the big news of the day. Last three men charged with plotting to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer were found not guilty. Two-week trial, not guilty. They were found not guilty of providing material support for terrorist acts and illegally possessing firearms. Don't worry about all the details of it. Here's what you need to know. What you need to know 
What we all need to remind ourselves of is this. There are gigantic pockets of hope out there. There are gigantic pockets, pieces of this country that are still good, that can be and should be preserved. There are millions, tens of millions of Americans still living in a relatively free country that can remain that way if we turn our anger into activism. Everything, every place isn't New York City. Because critics on the right have noted that New York City is a sanctuary city, and this migrant crisis comes with that territory. Everything isn't Washington, D.C., just so you don't think I'm picking on New York. Everything isn't Los Angeles. We get caught up in these big bubbles we live in. And we think that this is everything, but it's not. These three men, if you know anything, and most people sadly don't know anything about the Michigan Fednapping trial, let me give you just a very, very, very brief recap of it. Gretchen Whitmer, that horrific hag governor of Michigan, she was obviously awful, one of the worst during COVID. Her and Cuomo were the two worst governors in the United States of America during COVID with a hat tip to Gavin Newsom and some others. But they were really, really bad, real tyrannical stuff. Now, that's Gretchen Whitmer. Let's go to the other side, the FBI. Remember, this is not a law enforcement agency. If you think about the FBI as, as if they're a law enforcement agency, you don't understand the kind of country you have now. This is a secret state police agency. It is exclusively a political agency that works for the Democrat Party. I don't care whether that makes you uncomfortable. I don't care how mad that makes you. I don't want to hear your emails about the great men and women at the FBI. That is the truth. It is a Democrat secret state police organization with two jobs, two missions in life. One, protect Democrats. Two, attack the enemies of Democrats. Now, the FBI, they've been on an ongoing campaign for some years now to figure out new excuses to throw you in the clink. Because sadly for them, we don't live in the Soviet Union where they can just show up in the middle of the night and grab you for no reason and ship you off to a gulag. We at least live still in a country where they have to present some form of justification for it. So how have they been doing that? They've been cooking the books for years, making it look like anyone on the right is either a terrorist or a potential terrorist. That's why they're after school board moms. That's why they're in your church. That's why they do these things. They are trying to build the narrative that you're a criminal for your political beliefs so they can arrest you for just who you are and what you believe. That's what they are. The FBI is the Cheka, the KGB, the NKVD, the, the Stasi, whatever word you want to put on it. It is a secret state police organization with the exact same mission the other secret state police organizations had. Protect the political regime in power, oppress their enemies. That's the job of the FBI. They realized in Michigan they had an opportunity because Gretchen Whitmer was creating so much anger with her communist dictator tactics. So what did they do? They did what the FBI has done many times throughout its history and what they will do many times in the future and what they're currently doing now, hopefully not doing it to you. What do they do? Well, first, they find an idiot. Now, maybe you are an idiot. 
It's not my job to decide whether or not you are an idiot. Lots of people are idiots. Morons. Just don't have a very high IQ. Maybe your parents were dumb too. I don't know. Maybe there was a drug situation. I don't know. Maybe you're an idiot. If you're an idiot who's passionate about politics right now, you really need to listen to the sound of my voice because I, I don't hate you. I care about you very much. I care about idiots too and smart people. If you're an idiot who cares about the country, you are primo target for the FBI because here's what they will do. They will take your passion, your anger at the monsters who run this place, and then they will use your incredibly low IQ against you. They will begin to reach out to you. They will sound like patriots. They will sound just like you. I know all this from this, from this Michigan case. If you'd like to know what the FBI does, look into this Michigan case. They will reach out. They will sound very patriotic. Don't tread on me. They're not taking my rights. Oh, the FBI, they know all the language. They know all the language. And they'll eventually begin organizing, just like they did in Michigan, these, quote, patriotic groups that have had enough. And you know what they're going to say? They're going to say it a lot. Maybe you've said it. Maybe you've thought it. Maybe you've had a buddy. You, maybe it's a buddy you don't even know about. Text it to you that said something to the effect of, we can't vote our way out of this. I'm ready for the shooting. That's how the FBI agents and their informants are going to speak to you. And you're going to say, yeah, I got my ammo. I'm ready. Let's go. And they're going to say, all right, we're going to meet down at my place this Saturday. And then what we're going to do, this is what they did in Michigan. We're going to go start, start scouting locations where we can kidnap her. And then take her out and assassinate her. And they took these guys to some cabin that was some cabin she stayed at. Or some second home type thing. And not only did they plan this whole thing with these morons in Michigan. They funded the whole thing. The FBI did. They planned it all. They funded it all. They're the ones driving these guys on the trip. One guy, they provided him a bunch of weapons. And then busted him and charged him for possession of the illegal weapons when the FBI sold him the weapons. That's what the FBI did to these guys in Michigan. And yes, some of these guys went to prison. But these gentlemen, these last three men, they ended up getting off because of the blatant entrapment, the creation of crimes and creation of criminals that's being done as we speak by the secret state police agency, by our Cheka. Now, before I move on to fun ass Dr. Jesse questions and other topics, in fact, we're going to get to AOC and Jerry Nadler getting screamed at here in a minute, which I personally love a lot. That put a big smile on my face. But before we move on to any of that, I want you to know that I wasn't just being mean and I wasn't making a joke. Lots of times morons know they're morons. All right. Lots of times they do. If you don't know you're a moron, ask some friends. Especially if you're a dude, your guy friends will be very, very honest with you. Maybe you're an idiot. If you're an idiot, you need to be extra careful, especially on social media, when you are discussing politics and any activism that is illegal, which you should never be discussing that anyway because you should never be considering it. It should all be legal. But the thing is, you're stupid. And... You're in this group, and all the other guys in this group, man, they're all veterans like you. And they're, mad, they're fed up. They had enough of what they're doing to Trump, and they're going to do something about it. Except half of those guys work for the FBI, and you're never going to do anything about anything except go to federal prison for the next 20, 30 years of your life. 
please look into this Michigan Fed napping hoax and figure out how the Cheka operates. They're out there preying on our people who are too dumb to know better. Make sure you're not one of those people. And if you're currently one of those people and you've been swapping those messages, and no, no, Jesse, it's all private. I've been on this special social media app that's encrypted. It's on Telegram. Yeah, the FBI's on there too, and all the guys you're texting, or at least half of them are FBI informants or direct FBI agents. Now go get legal. Legal. All right? So this is good news. We found some justice. We found a jury pool that recognized this entrapment. Again, let me announce this to every anti-communist listening. We don't need you off juries. We need you on juries. Your goal moving forward is to get on the jury when called in this country because that is one of the few remaining pockets we have. But for now, these three morons, they are found not guilty. And that is wonderful because that is a loss for the Cheka. Now, speaking of law enforcement, something else they can't keep up with is the child trafficking epidemic in this country. There aren't enough cops out there, even if they were all focused on it, to tackle this issue. Why is this issue so big? Well, again, it's because of social media. These kids get on social media, these social media sites like Discord and Facebook and these other things, and soon they'll find themselves talking to somebody. They don't realize the person is an adult male sex trafficker. They will soon find themselves in a very bad situation being blackmailed, maybe even considering running away from home, and then it gets really bad. So who's saving these kids? Who's busting these perps? The Acervo Project is. They're saving our American kids. 14 age. That's the uh, it's 14 age. The average age is 14. It's also the amount of money they ask for every month to support this effort. $14 a month. A-S-S-E-R-V-O. The Acervoproject.org. Let's support them and what they do. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember, you can email us during the show. That's totally fine. We are live here. Yeah! Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All right. We're going to get to AOC getting screamed at in a moment moment just one final word on that i'm not going to belabor the point sorry i'm a dad just understand the fbi they are out to get you they're not trying to solve crimes this isn't some law enforcement organization this is a secret state police organization that works for democrats so conduct yourself that way stay legal at all times including in how you speak to your quote patriotic buddies online all right legal at all times no more of that. Time to start shooting. No more of that. All right? All right. Now, before we get to the Ask Dr. Jesse questions, I just, I love, I love when communists get hate poured on them because I hate them. Jerry Nadler and AOC, they're two of the most despicable human beings on the face of the planet. Not just in America, on the face of the planet. The misery and death and destruction these people push is without end. And so AOC and Jerry Nadler, they had a little little press conference on the sidewalks in New York City today. This took place this morning. I've watched this video like five times, and the audio isn't even good. It's just a bunch of people yelling, but it's fantastic. You should understand it's two of the most despicable people on earth getting screamed at and made to feel small and stupid by New Yorkers 
who have had quite enough illegal immigration. And ultimately, I think that there are three points of consensus here that are very important in getting a solution to this issue. The first is that there is, there is consensus here across geography and states on increased federal resources to cities and municipalities dealing with this issue. The second is to allow for work authorizations so that the folks in here can get to work and start supporting themselves as soon as possible. They are prevented from getting jobs, they are prevented from employment, and that is part of the strain on our public systems. Do you remember what we talked about? Was it yesterday or a couple days ago when we were talking about the Han dynasty of, the, of, of China and how towards the end, for, for decades and decades towards the end, that it was run by the palace eunuchs and the palace women and how everybody hated them and how they did things nobody wanted. It wasn't like the, the things they passed and things they did were a little bit popular. Everyone universally hated them and universally hated everything they did. And yet they were in power anyway. I'm going to play this again and I want, I want you to listen to this. And I want you to know, it's hard to make out on, ra- on radio. You can make it out a little better on TV. But the people, what they're chanting, they're chanting, close the border. Close the border. And they're screaming at her, get these illegals out. Close the border. Now, the people have gathered around, and they want the border closed, and they want the illegals out of their city. They want the border closed and the illegals out of their city. And as they're screaming at the representative whose job it is to make that happen, Listen to what she is pushing. They want a closed border. They want the illegals gone. And she sits up there completely without a care in the world about what they want. Listen to what she wants. Ultimately, I think that there are three points of consensus here that are very important in getting a solution to this issue. The first is that there there is consensus here across geography and states on increased federal resources to cities and municipalities dealing with this issue. The second is to allow for work authorizations so that the folks in here can get to work and start supporting themselves as soon as possible. They are prevented from getting jobs, they are prevented from employment, and that is part of the strain on our public systems. They want the border closed and they want the illegals gone. AOC wants jobs for the illegals. That is the Han Chinese. Now, the difference is, though, the difference is the Han Chinese had an empire. They were run by an emperor. There weren't these elections. They were run by an emperor. And then the palace eunuchs were kind of the the bureaucracy. We don't have an empire yet. And I do want to stress the yet, but we don't have an empire yet. We still live in a representative republic. And all those people gathering around AOC and Jerry Nadler screaming at them as AOC and Jerry Nadler are pushing policies these people don't want. These people, they're voters. They're people who have the opportunity. In fact, they have the opportunity in a year to go remove these people from power. So I know you're mad today about the illegal immigration. I know you're mad today that AOC and Jerry Nadler just want more federal money and they want to hand all these illegals jobs. No, no, I understand. You're very mad. And I heard, I heard that in the video. Very mad. Chanting and yelling. Very, very mad. But why don't you show me? I'm tired of hearing 
about how mad people are in these blue areas with the despicable communists who run their area. I'm tired of it. I've heard it over and over and over again. Jesse, I'm so mad about this guy. I'm so mad about this girl. I'm so mad. Jesse, we're all so mad. No, you're not. No, you're not. AOC's up for re-election in a year. Jerry Nadler's up for re-election in a year. Stop telling me how mad you are and show me. Show me. Now, let me show you something. Let me show you some percal sheets. You see, my pillow. They're having one of their closeout sales right now. Everyone knows about my pillows, Percal sheets. Well, everyone knows about everything by now. The my pillows, the my slippers, the my pillow 2.0. Their Percal sheets are famous for a reason, and they sell out fast every time for a reason. Their queen size sets are eighty nine ninety nine. Right now, they're thirty five bucks. You can get a twin set, thirty five bucks. They sell out in pretty much a week every time the Percal sets go on sale like this. So take advantage and take advantage quickly. Go get a couple sets of Percal sheets, all right? Best sheets ever. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square and use the promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com. Promo code JESSE. Sorry, I misspoke. The twin set is 25 bucks. Queen set is 35 bucks. That's it. Queen set 35. Twin set 25. Uh, you can get two sets of twin sheets for 50 bucks. Yeah, MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, or call them 800-845-0544 for this special and many more. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I guess I shouldn't forget. I mean, I know it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We'll get to these questions, but I shouldn't forget to check in with the old commander-in-chief who, let me see, he grew up in a black church. Remember that. He grew up in a black church, and apparently the black church also doubled as a synagogue. I uh, might say raised in uh, the uh, synagogues of my state. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I'm not. But back in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, Shalom was the home of countless friends for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing he hasn't done. Remember, he used to teach political theory at UPenn. By the way, again, this is another one of those easily verifiable lies. Joe Biden was paid a million dollars by Penn, but Joe Biden never taught a class. That's not my opinion. That is not a, a right wing opinion, a middle opinion, a left wing opinion. Joe Biden never taught a class at UPenn, ever. He never did it. And yet this is one of his favorite lines he repeats all the time, even though everyone now knows this didn't happen. Our democracy is under attack, and we got to fight for it. I taught at the University of Pennsylvania for four years, and I used to teach political theory. And folks, you always hear every generation has to fight for democracy. He didn't do, he didn't do that. But one thing he did do, he once again, because remember, Joe Biden has dementia. So he was never a particularly skilled politician, but he was better at public speaking. If you look at early videos of Joe Biden, he was much better and much smoother at public speaking. Now, again, if you've ever known anybody struggling, maybe you know somebody right now struggling with dementia, you know, Alzheimer's, it's, it's just, they're, they're really terrible. They really are. They're no laughing matter. They're really terrible. But it. It gets hard to, uh, uh, if you have an emotional regulator, which I guess you do, your mind does, but you have a regulator on your emotions, that kind of goes haywire and it goes to crap as you struggle with these things. And so sometimes if you're around somebody, an older person who is struggling with this, it will, like, here's something that I've seen. Hey, uh, I can't find the TV remote. 
find the TV remote. Like, like that kind of just like out of the blue, and that kind of thing happens. So that's why you see things like this and hear things like this a lot from Joe. Pay somewhere between 20 and 40 percent less than those other countries. Same exact drug made by the same exact company. That didn't. Why are you yelling? Why are you mad? I don't understand. Anyway, all right. It's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Dear the Dick Cheney of radio, he says, for shooting your own guy in the face. I didn't shoot him in the face. It was a paintball. And I shot him in the head. Or it was the side of the head, and it was an accident. He says, with you being so tall, do you have to sit behind a stand-up desk? That's not very nice. That's not very nice. One. Two. Um, I've told you this before, but I realize we have a bunch of new listeners. So I have this funny story. I, I do not like to sit for long periods of time. I get antsy. I, I, I like to move around. Now, I'm not a, a nutball p- hyperactive, but I'll tell you, I will, I will, for instance, I will drive the wife crazy when I get home from work. If she's, uh, if they're all in, in, you know, in the living room, let's say they're all in the living room on the couch and whatnot, get up, greet me. And I start catching them up on the day. I will stand in front of them and I will pace. When I talk on the phone, I usually will pace back and forth. I, I like to move. I, the, the thing I, uh, you know, I love doing radio. I, I love this. It's just so much fun. It's not even a real job, but the thing I hate the most about it is that I have to sit here. I just have to sit. And so at one point in time, they actually got me a stand up desk. Cause I said, I want to stand. I don't want to sit anymore. I want to stand. I'm all hyped up. And then I kept accidentally hitting things. Cause as I stood up, I talked with my hands a lot. Well, apparently things are more in danger. So they took away the stand up desk. I was like, this is not going to work. So they put it down. But my uh, business partner, one of the smartest human beings I've ever met in my life, his name's Chris. I don't know. I didn't ask. No, not Jewish producer Chris. This is a different Chris. And I didn't get his permission before I told this story, so I'm not going to say his name on the air. But his name's Chris. He came down one time to watch me do, this is before we kind of got in business together. He came down to watch me do a radio show. So it was me and Jewish producer Chris, only this is when we were in an old studio. It was before we, you know, premiered, signed us, and built us this fancy studio. We were in a studio where... We were in the exact same room, Chris and me. Now, that's not how it's supposed to be done in radio. Chris and Michael, they have their own producer's room with all their nerd computer stuff and all this stuff. It's a separate room. I'm over here by myself in a microphone. I can see them through the glass. Chris is gone today. I'm looking at Michael. I can see them, but we need to be in separate rooms. Him and Chris will be talking about things. They'll be mostly screwing off and eating chips and drinking beer, but they'll be doing things while I'm actually working during the show. But that wasn't the case back then. So this is one little room. So it was me. Jewish producer Chris, and then my business partner Chris, he comes down to watch me do a show for the first time ever. Well, when I do a radio show, when breaks come, when these commercial breaks come, I generally have to move. I get up, and however long the commercial break is, what is it, five minutes, something like that, give or take, I get up, and I, I pace through the studio. I will leave this studio room, and I will pace through. I just, I have to move. Well, I was doing this when my business partner, Chris, came down the first time. And I guess it was funny. They, they love telling the story to this day. I guess about an hour or two into the show, business partner, Chris, looks at producer, Chris, and says, where is he going? Where does he go? Does he have a drug problem or something? He thought I was, you know, he thought, who knows what he thought, but I just can't sit still. So now I don't have a stand-up desk. I wish I could have one day. You know what? One day they're going to have this. Michael, we need to look into this. What if they have some kind of a setup to where I could pace? You know those guys like to do the motivational speaking and they have the, the headphones on there? Not a treadmill. No, I know. No, actually, the treadmill is not a horrible idea, Michael. I don't hate. 
I don't hate that idea. I think it would be too noisy. What about something that would allow me to pace around the studio? I'm not saying I want to walk around the block, but do you think that's something that's possible? A movable floor? I feel like this is probably getting too expensive, maybe. But we have a corporate credit card, though. It's fine. We can put whatever we want on there, and then we just lie on the expense report when we turn it in. Of course. Of course. Yes, with the boat tour. That's right. Hey, what is this $500,000 charge? Oh, don't worry about it. (laughs) All right, shut up. Focus. Anyway, the guy says, what's up with the feds this week saying Sudafed and Benadryl are no longer? We've been taking them for 40 plus years. Is this a way to keep people feeling sick when they have COVID? So on and so so forth. Okay, so you've seen stories this week. FDA is starting to say no to this. They're pushing back on that on things like Sudafed, things the public is used to purchasing, things the public has purchased and taken with great success for a very long time, decongestants and things like that. Well, here's part of what you're seeing. Do you remember that video? Michael, I don't think you can probably find it, and it's fine if you can't, so seriously, don't stress this. I know I'm doing this on the fly. Remember that Project Veritas video of the FDA executive now, Michael's going to go looking for it. I, he'll probably find it. They always find something. But there's something we have to understand and accept about this newer country we have now. Remember, the next 40 years will not look like the last 40 years. The next 50 years will not look like the last 50 years. I'm not saying this to bring you down. I'm saying this so we all understand what time it is. The America you know is gone. The America I know is gone. This late-stage republic, this very corrupt late-stage republic is going to operate differently, and we have to always understand what we're seeing and why we're seeing it. The system does what? What is the purpose of the system? What's its one goal? To protect itself. The cultural institutions work with each other exclusively. Never for you. Never for you. They don't care about anything you care about. Nothing. In fact... Sometimes they tell you to your face while you're telling them to close the border. Ultimately, I think that there are three points of consensus here that are very important in getting a solution to this issue. The first is that there is there is consensus here across geography and states on increased federal resources to cities and municipalities dealing with this issue. The second is to allow for work authorizations. Work authorizations, I just say close the border. Okay, so again, the system only cares about itself, never cares about you. Knowing that, let's explain this Sudafed thing going forward. But let's also make sure we remember this. Remember, the system's war on you includes a war on your prosperity. It's a war on your vehicle. It's a war on your thermostat. It's a war on your food supply, and it's a war they intend to win. When we talk about emergency three-month food kits, it's not as if we talk about this in some weird you know, zombie apocalypse scenario that's never going to happen. No, the people who run the West have actually already declared war on your food supply. Maybe some preparations would be smart, no? Every person who lives in your home needs three months' worth of food in your home. For when these people finally succeed in big ways or small ways, and my Patriot Supply has them ready, and they're $200 off right now at preparewithjessikelly.com. Preparewithjessikelly.com. Go get your three-month food kit and get it today. All right? We'll be back to finish this thought. 
Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, getting ready to motor on through this Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. But the guy, the first question we've actually gotten to, the guy was asking about, what's all this stuff in the news about they're taking away Sudafed now? Benadryl? Why can't we buy these things over the counter? And I kind of set this up by informing everyone, look, a late stage republic, what we live in now will operate different than the nation we've known. They all work only for each other and almost exclusively against you. So why would they take away an over-the-counter product Americans have safely taken for a very long time with great results? Well, allow me, courtesy of Project Veritas, allow me to play this video we, with this audio bit we played for you a long time ago. This is an undercover video. That's why the audio is a little rough, but... I'm going to let the whole thing play. I want you to hear it. This is the audio of a high executive at the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, your Food and Drug Administration, the administration you rely on to tell you what foods are safe, what foods are unsafe, what medicines can I take that are approved and safe, what medicines are unsafe. Knowing that this is our Food and Drug Administration, this is our institution we rely on. Take it away. So I'm in the Center for uh, Pfizer and the drug companies to um, promote um, additional vaccinations. See, it'll be a recurring um, fountain of revenue. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of um, uh, money going into their, their company. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, so they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. Sturdy stuff is never really publicized. I mean, yeah, obviously there's, it's, come there's, on, more it's me. there's more pressure. So if you speak out about it, if you see them. These food, drunk, food companies, drug companies, they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to approve your product. Why do you think it is the federal government is already out there pushing the COVID therapeutic again. Remember the audio we played for you? I think it was yesterday. New York Governor Kathy Hochul, get it. Get your vaccine. It's already expired. Joe Biden's out there talking about it. Corinne Diversity hires out there talking about it. Get it. You got to get it. Get your annual booster. They just announced six months and older they're recommending. It's insane, right? It's insane. When we know now, we know whatever effect it may have wears off extremely quickly, and we know there are side effect problems, huge ones, especially for young. These are things we know. Any other medicine would have been yanked off the market with this amount of side effects. Any doctor will tell you that any medication would have been yanked off the market, but this one has not. Why is it not? Whoa. You live in a different country now than the one you had. They only work with each other and for each other. This has nothing to do with COVID. It has nothing to do with you, with hospitals being overrun, with safety. This is about pharmaceutical companies making money. Pharmaceutical companies who have paid off the FDA to put their lackeys on the FDA. Pharmaceutical companies who've paid off enough Democrats and Republicans so they'll go out there and be little vaccine salesmen like they all apparently are. I mean, when you really stop and consider within the last 48 hours, stop and consider this. Who's the leading nominee to be the Democrat uh, president or the Democrat nominee? Who's the leader? Joe Biden. 
Who's the leader to be the Republican nominee? Donald Trump. Within the last 48 hours, they've both touted the vaccine. Within the last 48 hours. Wrap your mind around what that means. Now, let's go back to your question. Sudafed and Benadryl. Sudafed and Benadryl. Why would they be removing things? They're going to slowly but surely remove every avenue you have that is an alternative avenue from going through them. Here's what I mean. These big pharmaceutical companies, they want you going to your pill mill doctor who doesn't know anything about medicine except that Whitey's had too much of it, and they want your pill mill doctor to prescribe to you whatever medication the pharmaceutical companies have essentially bought him off to prescribe to you. I realize it's a big insurance scam and all that stuff. Now I get all that. But that's what they want. That's their goal. Not you, not your health, not anything. Get you in the doctor's office. Get your insurance payments coming through. Get you buying things from big pharma. So if there are ways you can avoid that, they're going to do whatever they can to cut those ways off from you. If you've got the sniffles, just a little cold, like we all get from time to time, the system doesn't want, the system doesn't want you going down to Walgreens or CVS and picking up some Sudafed so you can go to work that day and kind of just knock the gunk out of your nose and, and move on for a day or two to what passes. The system can't afford that, doesn't want that. How does that help them? Yeah, it helps you, but they don't care about you. Remember, they flat out ate you. That doesn't help. That doesn't help them. It helps you. Well, how do they do? How do they take care of that? Oh, sorry, Mister Citizen. Looks like that Sudafed's off the shelf. Time for you to make a little doctor's appointment. Need that copay after all. Hey, I've heard Johnson and Johnson has a hot new drug out there. That doctor will prescribe it to you. Get down to your pharmacy. Get that prescription. That's what they want, and that's what you're seeing. And I hate to just drop that cynic bomb on everybody, especially on a Friday. But we have to understand that's what we're seeing. And that's why they do what they do. Everything they do is with an interest for themselves only. Everything. What are the three characteristics all of our cultural elites have in common now? Didn't used to be this way. But in late stage republics, it almost always goes this way, no matter what nation it is. What are they? What are they? No love of country. Remember that. Many of them hate it, but no love of country. None of these people care about public health. or anything. No, 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 no love of country. No connection to the real world. They've never had real jobs. It's all from rich homes to academia to some cushy pharma job or cable news job. And three, they see themselves as kings and queens. You peasant, they're about sick and tired of you trying to do what's best for you. About time for you to serve your king and queen the way you're meant to do, peasant. I know that sounds ridiculous. Man, that's how they look at you. All right? All right. We have two hours left. What do you do? Well, I don't know about you. You make your own choices. I personally am doing everything I can do to avoid having to seek out medical attention in this country. That's a big reason why I take a male vitality stack from Chalk every single day. I make sure my levels are exactly where they should be with natural herbal supplements. Natural herbal supplements. Chalk is my first stop, not my last stop, when I need something, when I want improvement on something in my life. It's, it's so much more than male vitality stacks and female vitality stacks and chocolate powder and 
armor and all the all the incredible products. You have things you want? Go see the natural herbal supplements at Chalk and get working on those things without your doctor, without Big Pharma. CHOQ.com is where you begin. Chalk.com. When you get a subscription, and you should because you cancel it at any time, you get 35% off your subscription for the lifetime of it, forever. Chalk.com promo code JESSE is how you get that. So go. Chalk.com promo code JESSE. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.